rolling bags come, and this was, therefore, where he would find his owner. Last seen, rolling a bag out the door of the house they shared. He had been somewhat surprised when he discovered the always locked gate open. The outdoor smells had been glorious. Nose to pavement, nose to tree, leg cocked, scent marked. His bladder had pumped in a rapid-fire frenzy. The raised voices of his human pack became softer as he put a few metres between himself and their vocal marriage disappointments. Rocky could still taste the clenched hand he had bitten as he dived in to protect his mistress from another intimate attack and feel the bruise where a foot connected with his hind quarter, propelling him onto the street. From where he joyfully sniffed and pissed behind a large tree, he heard a final barrage of insults and the noise of scraping wheels as the suitcase rolled down the street and was hauled into a taxi. Then she was gone. Rocky followed the vehicle a little way, then hesitated. He wasn't sure what to do next. There were many cars, trucks and auto rickshaws on the road whooshing by his nose. Nothing smelled familiar. He waited and watched for a sign of his mistress returning. None came. Rocky turned back, following his own fresh trail to the house. The gate was shut. He sat outside it obediently, waiting for it to open. As the sun rose high in the sky, becoming hot and then hotter still, he slumped lower. The house remained behind the locked gate, Rocky wanted to be on the other side, lapping at his water bowl. He wanted to lie down under his favourite palm and feel its flat leaves stroke his fur in the breeze. He wanted to do nothing before rousing himself to eat and do nothing some more. He wanted to hear his mistress singing a song, followed by Pat's and the smell of her hair in his face as she scratched his belly. Time passed in dog years. As Rocky sat, doggedly waiting outside the gate, a cycle rickshaw rolled along the road. The driver strained his way around the chain ring, pushing the pedals up and down against the full midday heat. A sweat river streamed down the back of the driver's knees, cascading around ropey leg muscles and bony shins and finally onto leathery feet. Despite his efforts, progress was slow. The rickshaw's rear passenger bellowed into the Bluetooth device jammed in his ear. He was gesturing expressively, barking commands to an invisible subordinate. Squeezed in beside him was a suitcase with wheels. The cycle rickshaw was moving at about the pace of a dog, making passageway near the curb, out of the fast-flowing traffic. Rocky looked at the gate again and double-checked it was still shut. It was. He set off at a trot alongside the rickshaw, determined to find out where rolling suitcases and their owners go. And here, at the entrance of the Civil Lines metro station, was where the rickshaw stopped, and where Rocky was now stationed. His dog-level eyes searched the flow of feet. In between the elegant ankles with glittering sandal buckles, the waddling aluparata stuffed dowager aunties, the bunions and overgrown toenails and scuffed slides,
and the spit-shined aspirational black barters, he spotted a pair of wheels attached to some kind of case. The owner of the suitcase was awkwardly trying to heft it up the steps to the metro. Rocky sniffed the air sharply. Could it be her? Crossing the threshold of the station was not the business of a dog, or so it would seem from the invisible line behind which the other pariah dogs loitered. Rocky moved a tentative paw, as if he were practising stepping out. He sniffed again, unsure what to do. Thunk, thunk, the wheels finally mounted the steps. Rocky entered the fray and, to his surprise, he was suddenly floating, his paws suspended in mid-air. A passing metro guard had grabbed the errant dog and held Rocky's rougher fur in a gnarled fist. The guard shook his head. Badmashkuta, he said, flinging Rocky.